Blog Talk Radio. Live from Chicago and Las Vegas, you're tuned in to the show that's always on top of what's trending. It's Page One with LaVar and Mary on Blog Talk Radio. You are tuned into page one. Welcome back. So glad to have you here. Well, we are here just about every Friday night, 10 o'clock Eastern time, 9 o'clock Central. And then, of course, if you're in the mountains, uh, you probably can't pick us up if you're in the remote mountains. It's 8 o'clock. And if you're out west, uh, 7 o'clock, prime time, as we call it. Although you've heard my musings that prime time it used to be 30 minutes earlier at 6.30, but that's a long story, neither here nor there. But of course, I'm always joined by my wonderful friend, Mary. How are you? I am good. Prime time. How yes. <laughs> who Who would have thought years ago when we started doing this, we'd have the ability to do prime time on this network and be on any hour that we want to be for, I wouldn't say as long as we want to be. I think they were probably pull the plug on us. But um, yeah, I mean, we've been doing now this time slot since January 1st. It's hard to believe we started this new time slot January 1st, and here we are now, June 11th. The month, does it seem like June 11th? Wow. It's so strange. That's so strange. Yes, January 1st we started doing the new time slot because we used to be on a little bit later, and then we started uh, at 10 p.m. Eastern time, and we started at January 1 because we had a show on New Year's Day. <laughs> Here we are now, six months later, didn't think it was going to go this fast. So, But, yes, how has your week been? How is the weather out there in Las Vegas? Warm. Triple digits. Very, very warm. Warm enough that I don't go outside unless there's air conditioning. <laughs> very, very warm. Yeah, we're at triple digits. Um, we were, uh, I think we didn't break triple digits today, but we were high 90s. So, you know, and if, for anyone that says it's a dry heat, it's still flipping hot. <laughs> still flipping hot. So, wow. hot. <laughs> It's humid out there, though, uh, right? Yes, it is very humid. I was I was going to ask you, how hot is it? Mm, <laughs> no, I still don't have a joke for that. It's so hot. I don't have it. No. <laughs> Let's see. I, I thought of a few, and there's actually a website that has how hot is it jokes. So oh, I am going to try my best 
Johnny Carson impersonation, because for those of you who are a little bit older, you know that for years, Johnny Carson, when he would mention something, the audience would probably fire back with a question. So, um, too late to kind of reset it up, but uh, let's see if I let's see if I can do my best Carson impersonation. Um, How hot is it? Um, it is so hot that farmers are feeding ice to chickens so that they won't lay boiled eggs. Oh my god, that was awful. <laughs> It is so hot. I saw a squirrel pick up a nut with potholders. I'm trying it so is... hard not to laugh at these. <laughs> I know you are. I know y'all of you are. Yeah. Uh, well, I tried. Can I do one more? Yes, do one more. Do one more. How hot was it? It it, it is so hot. The cows are giving evaporated milk. Nobody knows that. (laughs) Talk about dating someone. (laughs) So you want me to try another one then? (laughs) Yeah, you're going to need to do a different one. Okay, let's let's see. Um, It (laughs) is... I, I'm trying. Um, let's see. Uh, it is so hot. The guy sitting next to me broke wind just to have a little breeze. Oh, God. <laughs> there you go. So that, that was my best impersonation. That was the best one. That was the best one. Oh, that was awful. We saved the best one for last. I, I tried. So yes, next you did. time. Yes, you did. <laughs> maybe next week we'll have a few more. Uh, it, it's summer. Summer's just starting. So. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. <laughs> if that if the show has started off like that within the first six minutes, I hope that a lot of you have not left. <laughs> I hope you stick around. <laughs> we do have a good show tonight. Um, tonight on the show, how can I put this? Uh, we, of course, beyond the interesting stories that we have for you, um, we have, well, to make up for those jokes, I will do tonight, not one, not two, three retro moments of the week. How about that? Ooh. We'll do three. Also, we will take a look at what is trending. Also, tonight, we will bring back a fan favorite, yay or nay. (laughs) (laughs) If you don't know how yay or nay works, I do not tell – well, here's the thing. Generally, Mary does not want to hear some of the stories that we do tonight because she wants to have – a natural reaction to what we talk about. Um, yes, man. We'll do just that. I will bring out three or four stories depending upon the time that we have and get Mary's opinion as to yay or nay. One of them I did give her last night, but I did not go into detail. Um, but you'll need to hear the story. But, of course, like I said, of course, uh, we have what's trending. Uh, we also here momentarily will have the almanac. 
And then uh, the stories tonight, uh, one that we'll talk about later in the half hour, uh, is about a new dating site, a new dating app, in which you will definitely have to be quick on your feet and make quick decisions. I will tell you more details about that. Um, one of the things, even before then, it was just a random thought that came to my head not too far, not too much before the show started, and I didn't even talk about this with Mary. Um, I was thinking the other day, because a lot of people, I'm going to spread my into this because I don't want it to kind of come off good or bad, but, you know, a lot of people have, like, their you know, celebrity crushes that they have. Who was your, who was your celebrity crush growing up? Oh, I had a bunch. I had a bunch, but the first one I can like the the, the earliest one I recall is was Kurt Cameron, and I know that puts me in it like everybody before he got Christian, so before he went weird, <laughs> when he was still not, kind of a not, bad boy. And not, 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 I'm, not, I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna say, don't add us. We're not saying that all Christians are weird. We're not saying that. No, 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 no. Him specifically. I am only talking about Kurt Cameron specifically. So you can ask me if you want to, but I am not talking about – I'm Christian. But, no, no, I'm not talking about everybody that's Christian. I'm talking about specifically just him. He went weird. (laughs) Just him. So uh, who else is Christian? Uh, well, I had a crush on I have some weird crushes. Oh, God. Um, I had a crush on, on, uh, Sean Connery. God rest his soul. Uh, absolutely loved the way he sounded. Thought he was a sexy 007. Um, so he was a celebrity crush. Um, Kevin James is one, uh, still one. Like, hello, hi, how you doing? John Barrowman, oh, love that man. Um, but there's, you know, there's <laughs> things in the way, like I'm not famous enough or they're married or they're dead or they're, you know, gay. <laughs> Unfortunately, you cannot marry John Barrowman. So, uh, no, no, he's, he's currently married and gay. So I, I, that's two strikes against me already. Yes, two strikes against you. Yeah, I would say, because the reason why I was asking – because I was like, there are certain celebrity crushes that you have that have – it's aged well or it's gone south. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. you, can't, you can't explain it. And it's, it's kind of like at times when you have them, you know, you're like, yeah, mm-hmm, still looks good. You know, like I know a lot of ladies, they loved New Kids in the Block. They love Marky Mark and all that other good stuff. And for me, mine no, was. Aged well. <laughs> and for me, mine was uh, Danica McKellar, Winnie from the Wonder Years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Still beautiful. Um, actually, I follow her on Facebook and Instagram. If you haven't had an opportunity to follow, I think she's supposed to be in something coming up new. Um, but yeah, and I was thinking about it, just a random thought the other day because I was like. Hmm. You know, most people, their celebrity crushes, you know, it's, it's, it's gone well, and then some have gone south. And, you know, it, uh, it's good to see your crushes do well still, or that they're still around, you know? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Other ones mm-hmm. get into trouble, and other ones you get ridiculed for because you're like, oh my god, how did I uh, follow them? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Just kind of a funny story. I, I don't. I don't know. Um, I don't know of anyone that had cartoon ones. Please tell me you're listed not. I mean, I had fans of. I was fans of cartoon characters, but I don't know that it would be a crush. Okay, thank goodness. Or a a quote movie character, not the person, but the character. (laughs) I know a lot of people that I have as well. Yeah, that I did. Okay. Okay, so you did. Interesting. Movie characters, yes, but not cartoons. Not cartoons. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> cartoons that they no. start going into like another different realm, and I don't even want to go there. Um, yeah, we don't have enough time. No. On this. <laughs> That'll be an after-show conversation. Yeah, yeah, that might be an after-show thing. And uh, I guess while you mentioned that, I'm glad that you set that up. Uh, when we do have our after-shows, uh, join us because, of course, we are on. Quiz, um, quiz. Yeah, so <laughs> we're over there, news comment blog. Um, follow us. I'm going to get a little better. I know a few weeks ago we did try it. We had some technical issues. We're going to keep on trying until we get it right. Uh, in the words of Bill O'Reilly, we'll do it live. Uh, but we are going to continue doing it. This, actually there's a few things. I have like a list of so many things that's going on today. Uh, it was on this date in 1986. Uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off came out, out in movie theaters. Um, one of my favorite movies. It's, it's odd enough. Two of my favorite movies all time on my top 20. Two of them at least were here in Chicago or Chicago themed. Uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off being one of them, Blues Brothers being the other one. I hope if you're a long-time listener, you know that. Um, mm-hmm. Love Ferris Bueller's Day Off. You know, I actually might sit and watch it this uh, weekend. Did you ever have a Ferris Bueller moment where you skipped school? Yes. (laughs) Why am I not surprised? (laughs) Now, did I steal someone Uh, else's car and drive around? No. But I did have a day where I was (laughs) sick and didn't make it quite to school. So what did you do on your day off? Did you like go around town or did you just stay home and have a party at home? (laughs) Party at home. That's funny. Um, No, I went out. We uh, (laughs) went shopping. We played miniature golf. We went, you know, to the driving range. We did some driving around, scoped out some people that we thought were cute. There, it was uh, there was a group of us that did it. I won't say who all was in the group, but yeah. Now, what happened when you got caught? I know you got caught. Uh, nothing, because I was caught before we left. <laughs> <laughs> so that's really not a day off. I mean, I mean, you got caught. I mean, Ferris did not get caught. Yeah, I didn't. No, I didn't. Like, yeah. <laughs> You didn't plan it out too well, is that what you're saying? No, no, no. When they showed up at my house, my parent, one of my parents was home, and they're like, what are they doing here? I thought, you're sick. And I'm like, oh, well, um. Uh, <laughs> bye, guy, go bye. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
That's that's bad. <laughs> well, you said it, so we might as well just get it. <laughs> the day, yes, Lord. that was an awful day. Good Lord. Are you going to have a day off like that and not plan it right and still get caught with um, the Almanac, <laughs> if for those of you who if you did take a day off in honor, <laughs> the Almanac today has as National Corn on the Cob Day. It is also National German Chocolate Cake Day. And it is Ooh, also National... Favorite. Really? Yeah. German chocolate. <laughs> it is also National Making Life Beautiful Day. So hopefully those of you uh, who are out and about did just that. Uh, tomorrow is National Red Rose Day, and I know that Mary does not like roses, and if you try to get her roses, mm-hmm. she will pretty much uh, give you a look. Um, <laughs> oh, and also do not get her anything with the baby's breath. Huge no-no. <laughs> uh, Giving away all my secrets. <laughs> national Jerky Day of public service as well. It's National Jerky Day also tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> National uh, Rosé Day, uh, the second Saturday of June, National Rosé Day. National Peanut Butter Cookie Day is also tomorrow. And then an interesting backstory. Uh, tomorrow, uh, something that is near and dear to my heart, it is uh, National Loving Day on June 12th. And the rationale behind National Loving Day is that each year it commemorates the anniversary of the 1967 uh, Supreme Court decision, Loving versus Virginia. Now, if you are not familiar with that, the decision struck down all anti uh I'm going to get this so wrong. Well, pretty much it was laws that were remaining in 16 U.S. states, which the ruling cited that there can be no doubt that restricting the freedom to marry solely because of racial racial classifications violates the central meaning of the Equal Protection Clause of the United States. And they pretty much, it was laws, U.S. laws uh, banning interracial marriage. Uh, Childhood friends Mildred and Richard met when she was 11 and he was 17 and over the years they began courting and in 1958 when she turned 18 the couple got married in Washington State and returned to their hometown north of Richmond. However, two weeks later authorities arrested the couple they did not realize the state of Virginia viewed interracial marriage as illegal. They pled guilty and to avoid jail time they agreed to leave the state of Virginia. And while living in Washington they started legal action by writing to Attorney General Robert F. Kennedy he referred the case on to the American Civil Liberties Union, and the Warren Court unanimously uh, ruled in their favor, and they returned to their Virginia home where they resided with their three children. Um, so that is National Loving Day on June 12th. Uh, Sunday, it is National Kitchen Clutch, Clutches of America Day. I'm going to get that correct. Uh, it is National Weed Your Garden Day, National Sewing Machine Day, National Children's Day, and National uh, Random Acts of Light Day. So hopefully uh, you do something well. Later on uh, this week, Monday is uh, June 14th, which is Flag Day. It's also National Strawberry Shortcake Day. 
Uh, and then uh, Fudge Day is actually on June 16th, followed by the next day of National Eat Your Vegetables Day. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but on the it's like they look well, at the calendar and go, this is where this needs to go. Right. It's like, well, if you're going to celebrate this, we're going to celebrate this the next day or that day. Uh, but also on the 17th, it is National Mascot Day. So you have a favorite mascot? Yes, I do. Um, <laughs> I have a feeling I already know. Uh, is I it perhaps that I, I enjoy. Is but it perhaps you can go ahead. Yes, that would be my favorite. Um, I also enjoy um, – these are ones that not a lot of people know, but the, the um, ice hogs have two um, mascots, a skinny one and a fat one, and I enjoy the fat one. Everybody always enjoys And I also enjoy Benny the Bull. <laughs> the old one or the new one? The old one. Oh, God, I'm an old one. Yeah. I'm old school. Give me back my old one. Yeah. I love the old one because it was like it was like big and round and I guess cut yeah, it. like what mascot uh, should be, not like human shaped. Yeah. yeah, I think a few of my favorite ones now, the current crop of them. I know the Houston Astros have one. I think it is Astro or whatever it is. And the uh, Atlanta Braves have a pretty cool one, and I know the Philadelphia Flyers uh, have theirs, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. which has become very popular. Uh, and then, of course, uh, yeah, so there's a lot of good mascots out there. There's actually in Hammond, Indiana, a National Mascot Museum. Um, so if you were looking on your summer trip and you were going through Indiana, <laughs> you can stop there and you can take a look at uh, all things mascots. So, wow. Just, uh, yeah, a little something for you. Now, I'm ashamed because uh, – here in uh, Chicago, it's just a hop, skip, and a jump. I have never been there. Uh, I would like to get there at some point. Uh, hopefully they are open again. Uh, Chicago, at least this area today, went into phase five, so everything is now open. Pretty much PSA, if you are going back out, and I don't want to get preachy about it, but if you're going back out, please remember, that during everything that's been going on with COVID, a lot of restaurants are still short staff. If you go out this weekend and you go to a restaurant, just be kind. I mean, you know, the people who are still, you know, either, you know, a part of that front line, the people who are out there are, you know, doing their best, short staffed and working long hours, not making a lot of pay and they don't need the additional aggravation, I am sure, by you got your manners during the 15 months you probably were at home or little to no going out. So just be calm. That's all that matters. That's my commentary for tonight. <laughs> um, so one of the stories that happened this week, uh, down in El Paso, Texas, a Texas mom's social experiment ended up with her facing criminal charges after she successfully infiltrated a middle school disguised as her 13-year-old daughter. Uh, Casey Garcia, a 30-year-old who's got a seventh grader attending Garcia Enriquez Middle School near El Paso, 
whose security process she wanted to test by going, quote, undercover as a student, just to see how far she could get without being caught. So she recorded her experience and posted the footage on YouTube, TikTok, and other social media platforms, which have taken off and gone viral. And if you watched it, it's pretty crazy. She does a full impact video attempt, undergoing a makeup routine and a wardrobe change to pull it all off. And she does kind of resemble a middle schooler. Granted, the fake mask that she had to wear certainly helped. And she still managed to make it through about 85% of the school day undetected. She's seen walking through the halls, interacting with faculty, sitting in class, listening to lectures, and even eating lunch at one point. And no one seemed to notice that she's an adult. Eventually, though, the jig was up. Somebody had called her out and reported her to the principal. She went willingly, and even though she seemed to think that it was uh, not a big deal, the administration thought differently. Getting the police involved, who busted her for falsifying records and for trespassing. The incident happened on uh, last week, but she wasn't booked until later in the week. But, again, the whole point of doing this was to show that the school was a little too lax when it came to vetting students, especially as kids start heading back to campus in person. And, of course, people were concerned that she could get in so easily, which would pose bigger problems if it was something that was meant to do harm. And the superintendent supposedly sent a note to parents saying that they were reviewing and revamping their security measures. Um, I've talked to different people this week who said that what she did was anything that any other parent probably would do, and then some people said that it was very stupid, and then some people uh, pretty much had, you know, no opinion but were amazed. As a parent of, well, not a graduated student, but as a parent of a student that was in school, if you knew that the situation was lax, would you have gone as far as she went? And was she right in actually doing what she did? Yes and no and wait no and yes and no like it, it's a weird combination of all of the the above. Um, I have in the past um, sat down and I actually did check into the school, did the proper procedures long before, and I'm talking long before COVID. Um, went and had lunch with my daughter um, while she was in middle school, and one of the faculty members came over to the table with I was sitting across from my daughter while we were chatting over lunch and just having a day where we could, you know, catch up during her day while I was volunteering at the school. And the the um, faculty member said, excuse me, I need you to stand up. We, You're going to get a dress code violation directed at me. <laughs> and I turned around and I went, God bless you, sweetheart, but I don't think so. Um, and then there was a, there was a lot of apologies and they were, and then the students, her friends, my daughter's friends were, um, were laughing at the fact that I passed for a student. Um, so I could see where parents could do that. Um, yes, I would test those security measures if I knew how to, would I go as far as she did? Probably not. I would have gone in got to the point where I got through the first class and if I got through the first class then I'd be going over to the principal's office and like hey y'all this ain't right like not get caught but go and be like hi I did this and y'all think um, it's pretty it's pretty scary that she almost got through 85% of the day <laughs> yeah but she got almost all the way through the entire day 
That's insane. I, I wouldn't have done it. It's one of those things where, like you said, if you're going to do something like that, of course you could go through and then pretty much kind of say, hey, I was able to just get through a class, but, I mean, she, like, really tested the waters of going an entire day. And I was thinking that, you know, there's no way in heck that if she had made it through a full day, I really would have been impressed and, and frightened. But I am hoping that stories like this have schools thinking a little bit more uh, towards the security of children because if she could do that, well, like I said, it's a small town. I'm not sure if anybody would want to test that in a big city <laughs> in, a, in another high school. Uh, but, I mean, granted, that was a – she got away with a seventh grader. I, I almost thought when I first heard this story, I thought it would have been like – High school. Yeah, junior high school. Yeah, I thought she would have made it through 100% today. But the fact that it was for that grade and the fact that she made it that far, that's very scary. And I hope that that school, I hope that they kind of don't fully go through the charges, but that they use this as a learning. Uh, it's that's very very scary. Um, but yeah, I mean, so you said that you probably would have gone through one class. <laughs> yeah, I would have gone uh, through one class, and if I wouldn't have gotten stopped in that one class, the problem that I would have though is I'm uh, at least for my daughter's school is I was very involved with school, so no matter what I was wearing, including if I wore a mask, um, I think people would pick me out of that crowd and be able to be like, hey, I know you, and that whole thing. Um, but mm-hmm. still, scary. Right. That I would. That would be the first thing I'd be like, and my child is not going to go to the school. Nope. <laughs> I think we're done here, pretty much. Right. Um, but, yeah, so we will definitely be keeping an eye on that. I have a very odd feeling that after a while the school probably will drop the charges and they will be thankful that – at least a parent cared, even though it was something that probably is uh, not all the way agreed upon, but um, it hopefully opens up the eyes of other schools who have lax security measures. Um, We're at the halfway point. Uh, We pretty much have uh, flown by here in this first half hour. Still ahead, one major U.S. airline is suspending alcohol service due to flyers' behavior. We'll tell you who. Also, a new dating app that definitely uh, makes you make quick dating decisions will explain. Then, uh, depending upon how much time we have, but we will do it, we will go into some yay or nay. Uh, we haven't had that in a while. We'll also take a look at what's trending. Uh, first, tonight's retro moment of the week. Now, here's the thing. Before we go into the retro moment of the week, I'm going to prepare you for something. Uh, tomorrow... Uh, for those of you who know, I am a huge media radio geek. Uh, tomorrow marks an anniversary of sorts, and it is the debut of a radio program that aired for 20 years on the NBC radio network called Monitor. Monitor was pretty much ahead of its time. It originally aired beginning on Saturday morning at 8 a.m. and continued through the weekend until 12 midnight on Sunday. 
So imagine, if you will, a radio network just taking over a whole entire weekend and having a mix of news, sports, comedy, variety, music, celebrity interviews, and other short segments. And it was far ahead of its time. It was the brainchild of Sylvester Pat Weaver, who pretty much created the Today Show, the Tonight Show over at NBC. And 40 hours a week, over time and over the years, it scaled back to uh, lesser time, finally ending in 1975. And it had a lot of big major names as what they called uh, communicators. Uh, if you look into the history of it and if you go online, you still find some segments of Monitor. Uh, but as we go to break tonight, there was one particular thing that Monitor always did, and it was the sound of what was called the Monitor Beacon. It pretty much was the signature of their show. It was a mix of audio-manipulated telephone tones and the sound of an oscillator emitting the Morse code signal for the letter M for Monitor. Uh, it was described by one source as a tape loop made from a sequence of 1950s AT&T telephone line switching tones generated by analog uh, oscillators. Uh, so pretty much... Uh, before they went to break, they always said that you're on the monitor beacon. Uh, but tonight, uh, in uh, observance of the anniversary since monitor is not here, uh, I'll tell you there's three retro moments of the week coming up, and then we will return with more page one. But first, you are on the page one beacon. You're on Blog Talk Radio. We'll be right back. <laughs> Hey, this Christmas party is getting a little too quiet. I think it's time we liven it up with my favorite Christmas gift, Mr. Microphone. Hey, what's that? Well, you set the dial on your FM radio and... Testing, testing, These kids are having a fabulous time with Mr. Microphone, the cordless microphone that actually puts your voice on the radio. There are no attaching wires, so you're free to move around. Broadcast over any FM car radio. Hey, good looking. We'll be back to pick you up later. You can broadcast in mono or with two more radios in stereo. Professional entertainers use Mr. Microphone for rehearsing. It's practical and great fun for the whole family. To order, call 1-800-257-1234. In New Jersey, call 800-232-6966. Or to avoid COD charges, send 1488 to Mr. Microphone, P.O. Box 7500, Atlanta, Georgia, 30357. Power Wheels Raider, Power Wheels High Rider, Power Wheels Classic Convertible, each sold separately. All battery powered with real motors. And it's own power motor makes it go, go, your parents assemble them easily, then off you go over the hills, around the trees. Power Wheels, classic convertible, Raider, and High Rider all run on rechargeable batteries, each sold separately. Pull it out. The 
with LeVar and Mary on Block Talk Radio. Your source for all the current topics and news you need to know. Here's LeVar and Mary. One and I know that if you have a dirty mind, that juicy commercial did not help it any. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> I was singing along. <laughs> you know the Power Wheels, which was uh, a little bit hilarious. I know I, I wanted Power Wheels so bad growing up, and uh, never got one. So I guess getting a car pretty much was my growing up Power Wheel. <laughs> yeah, grown up What's Power Wheels. Yeah, but the one thing we did have, we did have a Mr. Microphone. I'm not sure if it is still in the attic with the other things somewhere, but we did get a Mr. <laughs> microphone back then. Um, so, yeah, it was pretty cool, even though it was kind of, uh, I don't know, it, it worked and then it didn't work, but that was one of the many things from the Ronco uh, <laughs> chain of things that they sold. So, yes, and then preceding that was the, monitor beacon which they always used uh to let you know when the show was going to break or if it was coming back in but uh definitely if you're in the mood for listening to classic radio or uh how it was back then there is a there's actually a website that's dedicated to uh NBC monitor and what they used to do i mean it was a huge undertaking NBC paid a lot of money for the studios that was used and uh, it was like a who's who of people who were on monitor. And I think some of the names that some people would know nowadays or probably back then, uh, it ranged from uh, at that time. Uh, I know uh, actor Tony Randall was one who would be on there. Uh, also, uh Hugh Downs, who just passed away about a year ago, who was a long time of uh, 2020. Ed McMahon was one. A lot of uh, news people. And in later years, uh, Wolfman Jack was also a part of uh, Monitor. So, yeah. But if you have nothing to do this weekend, uh, for any radio nerds out there. But then again, if you're a radio nerd, you already knew about it. So, um, American Airlines. I know travel is going to start back this But American Airlines has no plans to resume full alcohol service until mid-September. This according to a spokesperson for the carrier. And in a memo issued to flight attendants uh, this past week, an American Airlines executive announced that the extended suspension of alcohol beverage service for most of its passengers, aside from those in first or business class, the memo also claimed that anxiety, confusion, and fear among airline passengers may have contributed to deeply disturbing situations that unfolded on passenger aircraft over the past week. 
They say that we can also recognize that alcohol can contribute to atypical behavior from customers on board or to our crew, not to potentially exacerbate what can already be a new and stressful situation for our customers. Now, American Airlines initially suspended alcohol service in its main cabin in March of 2020. The spokesperson for the airline confirmed that the suspension will remain in effect through September 13th. That's also the date that the federal mask mandate is set to expire for all transportation networks, including on planes and airports. Now, the airline did not reveal whether its current alcohol policy would be amended should the federal government announce an extension to the mask mandate. But there have been, and I'm pretty sure a lot of them have seen uh, disruptive behavior on YouTube and on the news. I know that uh, Lynn Montgomery, the president of Southwest Airlines Flight Attendants Union, also described some of the disruptive behavior in a letter to Southwest CEO Gary C. Kelly, including one incident that resulted in a flight attendant suffering facial injuries and the loss of two teeth. So, I, as we head back into travel, and as we kind of get used to things here once again, some people have not traveled in the last year and a half. Some have not probably in the last two years. Uh, I did last year a couple of times. But for those, should American Airlines be a step that a lot of airlines take for a while until maybe the mass mandate is lifted? I mean, it's it's not a bad um I guess it's not a bad procedure to have. Uh, people were getting stupid beforehand, so, you know, they're going to be stupid now. Why not? Uh, mask or no mask. Um, I can see why people get upset about it, but I don't see how that's a bad policy to have. It saves a lot of people a lot of headache. Yeah. I I would say right now I think the most important thing for airlines to probably do is to listen to the flight attendants and to see how it feels for them safety-wise because, you know, I could sit here and be like, oh, we're all adults and we should be treated as such, and if somebody gets out of hand, then that falls on them and blah, 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 blah. That's kind of the wrong way to look at it um, because, you know, we have people that unfortunately cannot hold their alcohol. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. It, you know, pretty much is one of those things now where maybe until we can kind of, and it always seems that uh, it leads to um, people who are angry and upset about how things are right now. And alcohol only seems to appeal. It. And I, I think at this point um, that if that is going to help, in regards to people not acting a fool, <laughs> um, then I think that that's probably going to be the It was a stone group, my man. Yeah, we don't <laughs> want to get like that on the flight. <laughs> don't want to get like that on the flight. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I have no problem. It's a two, three-hour flight. If you need alcohol that bad, yeah, no. And some people do. But buy your own before you get on the flight. I don't know. I don't. I, well, you can't. Um, but yeah, get buzzed at the bar before you get on. There you go. <laughs> so yeah, but that's what's going on with American Airlines at the moment. I, I don't know uh, if any other major airlines are planning to pretty much do the same thing. Um, right now, it seems like they are not. Uh, but of course. 
to be continued is always the portion of that story. Uh, we are at a point in the evening now where it is time to take a look at what is trending. Uh, usually Friday night it is the same thing once and again. Um, trending tonight, um, if you were watching W. W.E. Smackdown. It is one of the things that is trending. Also, New York Mets pitcher Jacob DeGrom. Uh, after six innings, uh, he had an impressive night, 10 strikeouts, just one hit. The team took him out, citing right flexor tendonitis. Seems to be a lot more injuries in baseball this year, and I'm not sure if it's because of the type of season that they had last year going into this year, but that's starting to uh, get the attention of a lot of people with a lot of these athletes having uh, uh, injuries. Um, also tonight, it's Friday night, so I guess if you are on Spaces, Spaces Got Talent uh, is going on. Um, and then Jonah is trending. Uh, the reason why is people are recalling the biblical story of Jonah after a lobster diver said that he was swallowed by a humpback whale in Massachusetts on Friday. Uh, I kid you not. Uh, a Cape Cod commercial lobster diver, he was bruised up Friday after he says he was briefly caught in the mouth of a humpback whale off the coast of Provincetown. So, wow. yeah. Uh, very interesting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's, that's all you got. Very interesting. Yes, it is. That, very interesting. That's, 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 it's amazing that he, that he made it out. I'm glad he did. Uh also, trending tonight, if you are a gamer, uh, DDLC. I'm going to get this so wrong, um, but forgive me. Uh, Mary usually laughs at me because I'm not a gamer, even though I'm now over <laughs> on Twitch. Uh, but it was announced the Doki Doki Literature Club plus the Labor of Love uh, from Dan Salvato uh, and uh, others. Uh, includes uh-huh. uh, well, the DPLC Plus includes new features and content and releases on June 30th on PC, Switch, PlayStation, and Xbox. Wow, so, they did get it multi. They did get the multi-platform deal then. Awesome. Yes. Yes. So that is trending tonight. Yes. Uh, and then Doki Doki Dream Literature Club. Yeah. Yes. And then Dream <laughs> is Dilf is as well as fans of content creator Dream <laughs> respond to a clip of his Minecraft character calling out Sun during a lore teaser trailer from fellow creator Connor Eats Pants. Uh, <laughs> yes. It was a good clip. That, it was funny. Uh, and then uh, if you are a YouTuber, uh, Best wishes are being sent to YouTuber Dashi XP as he celebrates his birthday today. And uh, City Field, as I mentioned earlier, Jacob DeGrom, uh, that's also trending as Nets fans pour in the City Field, which uh, has significantly increased their 34,000 people as the team opens their three-game series against the Padres this weekend. And, um, yeah, so those are a few of the things that are trending tonight. Uh, also, too, Okay, uh, if some of you are watching, uh, I do know that there is, I think, the, some boxing that is probably going on. Uh, so uh, I do 
think that Lamar Odom is supposed to be boxing tonight. He is trending. Uh, he is boxing Aaron Carter tonight. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. If, if you want to see two people hit each other, um, that's my thing that's trending. So, <laughs> sorry. Hey, it, it's boxing. You know what? I, I can't get into boxing. I, I know I have friends that are huge boxing fans. I just can't. I have I've stopped watching after I think uh, maybe after Tyson, maybe a little bit after Foreman. I, I really didn't watch it anymore. <laughs> I can't tell you what, what's hot and what's not when it comes to boxing. So no, sorry. I'm the one person you probably uh, ask about that. So. With that being said, uh, there was this week uh, something that kind of came out uh, where it was news about a dating app. Uh, It is called Thursday. Not, it's called Thursday. It's called Thursday. So this comes from the mirror, and this new dating app promises to change how you search for the one forever. Uh, These friends, George Rawlings and Matt McNeil Love, have set up a brand-new dating app Thursday, which launched launched, uh, to help singles find the one as the lockdown eases. And they promised to mix up the way to look for love. And thousands of people have already signed up. So instead of spending evening after evening scrolling through potential matches, Thursday will only let you log on once a week. And it's also calling for the end of days and days of boring small talk, encouraging people to match and meet all on the same day. As we said, the free app went live earlier this week, and more than 40,000 people have already created profiles ahead of the first dating day. And they said that for all those single people out there looking to get back into dating, Thursday is now officially launched with their first live day. So you not only, uh, not only do you have an official day of the week to date, but our concept also means the rest of the week is free to catch up with friends and focus on you. Thursday is not a hookup app. It's a day for dating. You're right. Our focus is on getting our members to meet other members face-to-face, yes, but has always encouraged them to follow government guidelines. Now, the app itself is very similar to all that's already on the market in terms of the format. Users can five photos and sharing a bit of information, following prompts, likes and dislikes, interests, and so on. But Thursday also offers a stories option similar to other social media sites, which allows users to share short video clips with potential matches that are automatically deleted after 24 hours. Now, all matches and conversation disappear at midnight on Thursday, so you have to act quickly and be a bit spontaneous if you want to find someone special. Uh, the creators go on to say that the launch went really well, and they are fourth on Google Play for dating apps, eighth on the App Store, and uh, climbing quickly. Of course, with all first versions of app releases, they found bugs, but they try and fix them as quickly as possible, and they're grateful that people have taken to the app so quickly. So, uh, I know that one has pretty much started overseas, but if there were an app like that in the U.S., would something like that interest you? Or do you think that it is making you do something too quick? Number two, Alex? For 100, please. Um, no, I, I think that at, at least from when I was dating online, <laughs> yes, I did online dating. When I did online dating, um, making quick decisions ended up being more scary than having 
endless crappy back and forth kind of conversations. Now, I'm not saying that it wasn't a quick process because it really was um, in the scheme of things, um, but it also was much slower process comparative to this. The limiting it to only logging on one day, that's kind of neat. I do like that idea, like that process, but to say that it's not a hookup site is uh, there are words, there are lots of words, but um, two letters kind of cry out for for me that it's not a dating site. Those would be B and the letter S. Um, <laughs> to make big, to make quick decisions like that, you're you're bound to be um, gearing towards, even if that's not the intention, you're gearing towards becoming that kind of an app. In my opinion, uh, yeah. I mean, if you're a quick thinker and you could do something like that, I'd say, hey, you know, um, do what you got to do. I, I think, though, like you said, and I don't use those apps, but I think if you try to do a lot of quick decisions like that, you don't have time to really think it out. But, hey, if it's something that you like, Hopefully it catches on. Hopefully you like it, and we'll take it from there. Um, but we have a few minutes left in tonight. I am going to attempt <laughs> as much as I can, because I had a few things tonight, yay or nay. Now, if you are a first-time listener to this, yay or nay, uh, it is stories that pretty much made the cutting room floor uh, that uh, usually don't really require us to talk about it. But pretty much, if you buy it or sell it, if you're good for it, yay. If not, nay. So, story number one uh, tonight, uh, it comes from the fashion world. Uh, the luxury fashion brand, uh, Balenciaga, and I hope I pronounced that correctly and did not butcher that. If not, you noted I am not a fashion place. It has unveiled its vision of the next big thing in post-pandemic fashion. Crocs stilettos in knee-high boots. The latest designs by Dima Gavasia debuted on Sunday as part of the Spring 2022 collection. There's no word on how much they'll cost yet. Uh, It said that their presentation considers our shifting senses of reality through the lens of technology. We see our world through a filter, perfected, polished, informed, photoshopped. Uh, Pretty much the Crocs pumps boots, and platform pool slides are part of the second collaboration between the two brands. Last time that the two places uh, paired up, they unveiled platform shoes, which cost 850 bucks and sold out almost instantly. Uh, one Twitter user wrote, don't want to live in a world where this stiletto crock is real. It's real. Still another user has more of an open mind, and they said, I need to see someone wearing that crock stiletto and then another one said that the Crocs Stiletto looked like a real-life emoji. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, I Democrat Google Congress searched it after Rock- you started it. I'm sorry. You started yeah. the story. I had to Google search it. Yeah. It, it, Democratic <laughs> Congressman Roger Krishmorty even chimed in with, if Orwell were writing it today, the line from O'Brien in 1984 would have been, if you want a picture of the future, imagine a Stiletto Croc stamping on a human face forever. So, 
I am going to be very interested to see, but uh, yay or nay to Stiletto no. Crop. No, no. I thought for sure you would no. say yes. No. You oh, better have a very good reason for saying no. <laughs> You're not a fan. C-R-O-C. Crocs are awful. I don't. I get why people wear them. I don't think they're comfortable. But whatever the you know whatever to each their own. But seriously, there is no reason that a gardening shoe should turn into a stiletto. And I'm looking at this, and it's just oh wow. Google search it. It's so funny. All all, all sorts of wrong. (laughs) There's all sorts of wrong on this. Yes, yes. All no. <laughs> like yeah, the platforms, I don't mind. Here's the funny thing: like the Croc platforms that sold for eight hundred dollars, although I would never buy them, they don't bother me that much. Like those, okay, they're just plat, they're just Crocs elevated. So in my brain, it's like, yeah, it looks dumb, but Crocs look dumb. But stilettos, oh no. No. Don't say, don't say we didn't warn you if you go to look at that. <laughs> uh, our next oh, game. Yeah. If you are a fan of Chipotle, fans will soon need to pay more to get their beloved burrito fix. Uh, following a pay increase announcement this month, touting an average of $15 an hour for employees by the end of June, the company now plans to raise menu prices across the board by 35 to 4%. Uh, the CEO... Uh, stated that it made sense in this scenario to invest in our employees and get these restaurants staffed and make sure that we have the pipeline of people to support our growth. Restaurants across the country have struggled to find workers as the pandemic health measures have lifted. It's far from the only business touting higher wages in order to entice the workers. The company also said it plans to hire 20,000 new employees. So yay or nay to pay a little bit more at your favorite place to eat if it means bringing back workers. I know this is going to be a very tight line type of thing because I don't know just how much three and a half whoops is going to mean on that chicken burrito that I now like. But uh, but even then, some places now have scaled back and have put, like, machines at the front of the store to order from, and then you walk to the front and just get your stuff, which you can still actually go up and order, which makes no sense. Anyway, this is for this day. So, yeah, and H, you raising the price. Uh, so just to kind of put it in context, it's three cents on the dollar. So every dollar that it costs, you're adding another three cents, three to four cents. So think a nickel for every dollar. So if it's a five dollar burrito, you're looking at an extra twenty five cents. That's the quick math on it. Um, although I agree that the workers should get paid better and have a higher rate, like a higher wage, because they need to have a living wage um a place like chipotle no i would not go for that because they are a mega corporation that is making hand over fist and they can use that money that why 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 do you need three more cents so that you could pay somebody fifteen dollars like eat the three cents um if it was a smaller company, if it was a if it was a uh, regional company or something that was local like or pop, so, you know local, a mom and pop, absolutely, I'd pay the extra. I did. I would do it. 
and support your mom and pop I would businesses, do it. please. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The smaller ones, even regional ones that are just like, oh, this is only located in California, Nevada, and Arizona. Smaller corporations, smaller mom and pop shops, those that they said we're we're raising our wages so they can have a living wage, but that means we have to increase our prices. That makes sense. They're they're not raking in dough. Chipotle can kiss my butt. And then finally, yay or nay tonight, an Italian artist sells a, quote, invisible sculpture for $18,000, which is literally a whole lot of nothing. When it comes to art, there aren't really any rules, and anything can technically be art as long as it expresses something and there are people who are able to get something out of it. For example, an art fan recently paid thousands of dollars for an invisible sculpture. What's an invisible sculpture? Well, in this case, it's a sculpture that doesn't actually exist. The art piece was created by Italian artist Salvatore Ferraz, and news was reported that it was reportedly sold for 15,000 euros, which is equal to about $18,300. According to the news outlet, the artist was adamant that while sculpture doesn't physically exist, that doesn't mean that it's nothing. Instead, he prefers to think of it as a vacuum. Newsweek reports we told reporters the vacuum is nothing more than a space full of energy, and even if we empty it, there's nothing left, according to the Eisenberg uncertainty principle that nothing has a weight. Therefore, it has energy that is condensed and transformed into particles, that is, into us. In other words, yes. Well, while the news outlet did not report on the buyer's identity, it has been reported that the sculpture will need to be displayed in an unobstructed area that is five feet by five feet. It should also be displayed in a private home. The buyer will reportedly receive a certificate of authentication that will be signed and stamped by Garab. And this is not the first immaterial sculpture that he has created, although it is reportedly the first that he has sold. <laughs> now, before you even answer, <laughs> I um I'm I'm going to I'm going to help you here, uh, but I God bless you, man. All I got to say. What the hell's going on out here? <laughs> Your thoughts? (laughs) You summed it up. You summed it up. I have invisible sculptures all over my house. I got a bunch of them for free. I'll sell them off. I'm going to go downtown Chicago this weekend. I'm going to start selling invisible art. Um. (laughs) See how well that works out, right? I'm in the wrong business. Oh, my gosh. My gosh. (laughs) I don't know anymore. Uh, Just when you think that the world could not get any stranger, uh, it it has. I think on that note, it is probably best (laughs) that we listen to the old clock on the studio wall. And we tell you that we're running out of time. But first, a couple of things, too, I want to get out of the way before we say goodnight. First of all, for all of you, I wanted to thank you so much for uh, listening to our 411 Lounge past Sunday night. Great interview uh, with Jillian Jansen. If you have not had a chance, 
definitely take a look at it. It's not your prototypical interview with an adult star that you normally would get. It's one that's really raw, that's really just open and honest about uh, how she pretty much got through the last year and things that uh, she's looking to do at the uh, now ripe age of 26. It's a a very interesting uh, show. Show was originally, and I will share it to you, but it was originally supposed to go about an hour. We wound up almost chatting for about two hours. Um, but it is a great interview. It's not, like I said, people think, oh, you're talking to an adult star, you're just going to talk about this, 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 as well. Barely even came up. I think that all encompasses nothing but one minute or two minutes of the entire show. So if you haven't had a chance to go and listen to it, definitely listen to it. Also on News Comet BTR, which is our Twitter page, uh, I will announce our next 411 Lounge uh, that is coming up on Sunday night, July 11th, 9 o'clock Eastern Time, 8 o'clock Central Time. Uh, so we will be doing that. And with that, I am thinking because my dear friend tonight wants to try an attempt for us to do our post game over on Twitch. We will try it. I don't know how it's going to go. I don't even know if you'll be able to hear us properly or if anything will go right. So for now, we're going to shortly here be signing off here on Blog Talk Radio, but we will be over on Twitch, uh, news comment blog. So you can catch the post-game show or the after party over there tonight. Uh, But with that, do you have any shout-outs at all uh, for this week? Uh, not for this week. Um, I'll do like the Twitch Discord stuff over on the after show. And but for now, I'm, now I'm sorry to what? Um, the after show on Twitch, 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 Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm there. With you. I got you. That's how I was trying to set I it up. You. So you know, I got yeah, you. I got you. Yeah. So I'll do okay. that there, but. Uh, for me, no, I don't have anything right now. All right. Well, uh, my lone shout-out tonight, and I do not know if she is listening, person very near and dear to me, uh, who is like a little sister, that she may be listening tonight. So if she is listening tonight, love you loads. Hope that everything is going well. And if you're listening, I hope that we did not put you to sleep and that in some way we entertained you. <laughs> but I leave that message for all of you. But you know, I I think back, and one of the things going on this week, it's National Etiquette Week uh, this week. Uh, so hopefully, uh, we will practice the best way of etiquette by saying thank you so much for listening to. Uh, we have a lot of fun doing this. That you have a lot of fun listening. We will be doing this each and every week here on Friday nights. Page one on Blog Talk Radio uh, with LeVar and Mary starting at 10 o'clock Eastern Time, 9 o'clock Central. We're out in the West, 7 o'clock. For our friends in the mountains, 8 o'clock. But uh, no, uh, in the meantime, Twitter is where you'll find us. News, comments, blog on the web is where you will see our main web page. And of course, as always, you can. Find our show on Apple uh, and also iHeartRadio. So you have no excuse. There's plenty of places to catch it. So please do. 
And like I said, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week, next Friday night, here on page one. Have a great night, everybody. Don't forget to get the latest show info on Twitter at News Comment BTR and add us as a podcast on Apple.